Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is your instant match reaction for Manchester United 3, Everton 1 in the FA Cup. The Blues go out of this competition. It will be 28 years without silverware, but I feel like we all think that there's bigger things at play going on at the moment than that. Uh, joining me to talk about the game and what potentially what potentially inevitably might come next, uh, Lyndon Lloyd from Top of Web, Rob Vera and Dave Downey. Uh, Lyndon, I'll, I'll come to you first because I sort of asked... Everybody then, when we came on the call, what did you think of that? And everybody just kind of went, meh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 it was one of them, wasn't it? It's one of those games you, you shrug your shoulders at and you go, well, there was, there was a bit more there than Tuesday night, which wasn't hard. Um, Endeavour was there. You know, aggression was there. There was some good play at times there in, in the second half as well. But but ultimately, we're out and, you know, that's that's clearly disappointing. Yeah, it's one of those matches, isn't it, where you ex- you expect us to lose. Your expectations are really low. Um, if we go through in our current predicament, which obviously has got a lot worse tonight, depending on how Alex Awobi comes out of that match, um, you know, do we need a replay? Do we need do we need to continue in this competition? I mean, obviously, we've been in Joe Raw's time. The FA Cup was a was a way of of sort of bolstering our league form, but it it doesn't feel like it would do us any good this year. But you know, I, I hate that attitude of, oh, we you know we can concentrate on the league now, but the, I can't really escape that feeling either. Um, I, yeah, I mean, in terms of the game, um, there was so much more than I was expecting from the performance. I thought Amadou Anana was excellent. I mean, Damari Gray was was fantastic. Um, I mean, even Neil Mopé, who I thought, you know, obviously, I think he had obviously had to come off for Dominic for Calvert Lewin, but I thought he was holding the ball up quite well and getting stuck in. Um, 
but ultimately, I think if you're Farhad Mashiri, assuming he even watches these games, if you're looking at that and you're needing to base a decision on Lampard's future on that match alone, I don't think he was, but that was obviously the rumor coming into it. Um, that, that kind of leaves you in a, in a very, very gray area, doesn't it? Because, um, you know, there's there's plenty of things that you could you could look at from that performance and use as a platform, you know, assuming that he now sticks with this formation, which was so successful at Manchester City. He looked really good tonight at times and was completely binned against Brighton. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's things you can, you can build from on there. And if you can get the recruitment right this window, and that's a whole other discussion, of course, uh, whether there is anything even in the pipeline. Um, but you know, there's, it's still not a well-coached teams in many regards. I think some of the, some of the defensive, um, you know, just for defensive decision-making, the, 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 the way that the defense is set up, I think there's plenty to criticize there, but overall, you know, the, the, there's reason to be optimistic about what, about what we saw tonight, but then you take a Wobi out of that. And even though he's been out of, he's been really been out of sorts the last few weeks, he's still our most creative player and he's still perhaps our hardest working player. Um, and you take, you know, you take a Wobi out of that team. And I think you've got a team that's really struggling for form has now had a, an, a key component taken out of it. Um, so, yeah, I just, I just come out of that match thinking, okay, we're out of the cup. Great. Um, but where do we go from here? And I, that's really, really the thing that, that actually is more concerning than, than, than losing tonight. It was just what happens going forward in the Premier League. Yeah. And um, we obviously both speak about, about Frank Lampard and, and what that means a little bit later on, because as Linda mentioned, there were reports that his job hinged entirely on this game, which which felt ridiculous. But but Dave, what about you and, and the game? Just in general, you assessed so I saw you post on Twitter that we were actually, you know, to, to quote yourself, surprisingly competent there. And, and that's kind of how I felt in, in spells of the game. Maybe not throughout, because there were spells where the glaring holes in our team and Seamus Coleman bless him up against Marcus Rashford and then Garnacho later on. I felt a, a little bit sorry for him, but mm. One of them where I felt, given what we've seen from this Everton side and where the, they're at at the moment, it's it's probably about as well as we could have expected them to play. Yeah, I agree with that. I, um, I feel a lot more optimistic after that than I have done in, in recent games. Even at, I, I thought we played better tonight than we did getting the points away at Manchester City. I know a lot of people probably disagree with that, given the fact that we got a point there and then went out to the FA Cup. Um First and foremost, my thoughts on it, I don't really care about the FA Cup this season, given the position that we're in, given that we're in the bottom three, given that we've got a horrendous run of fixtures coming up in February. Um, I actually think the next three weeks in January are going to be the most important of what we've seen so far this season and going to be crucial heading into the um, the, the deeper second halves of the Premier League. Um, I felt that if you were to analyse that game based on what you saw from it, I thought we were a really tough side today. We we broke United down quite well. I thought Tamari Gray started to look like Lionel Messi at times. Um, he hasn't he hasn't got he hasn't got the final finish that any top class player has got. I think that's blatantly obvious. I think that's been obvious um, throughout his career. Um, I've got a couple of friends who are Leicester fans who've said the same about him. That sometimes you look at him and think, how on earth is he not? scored all sorts of goals or played international football or looked like a top-class player at times. And I, I think tonight you saw the better side of him 
than the Jekyll and Hyde that he shows a lot as an Everton player. But nonetheless, I thought he was our best player tonight. Look, if you if you if you're that bothered about the FA Cup, because let's face it, I don't think we're going to go and win it. Um, and I, I think winning tonight would have only really given a few people momentum going into the Southampton game. But that's the one ultimately that I cared about a lot more than this. And then if you look at the way we we lost tonight, and then it comes down to the fact that you know here's breath between uh, Calvert Lewin scoring when he comes on, and I think a really piece of poor defending by Seamus Coleman that allows them to score their seconds. Otherwise, we might well be looking at a replay. And I don't know about you three guys, but a replay in the FA Cup, given that we've got much bigger fish to fry, wouldn't have been uh, a happy ending from this game. So I'm, I'm trying to focus a lot more on moving away from the results, from going out to the FA Cup. Look, this is not Everton's season to win a trophy, sadly. You know, it's the, um, is what is it now, the 31st one, since we lost 1-1 or something like that. Um that's not what happened to me. I was a lot more enthusiastic about what we have going forward here. And let's face it, enthusiasm isn't the word to use amongst any of us, given what's going on with the board, what's going on with Lampard. Is he staying? Is he not staying? There are a lot of questions yet to be answered, but I thought tonight the players, um, everyone that came on, looked like they gave a real shit about Frank Lampard as the manager. So it, it's changed my mind a little bit because... On the previous, on the weekly, we discussed um, a little bit earlier this week. I think we we all come to the conclusion that Frank probably needs to needs to go. Um, some a lot stronger than others. Some certainly a lot stronger than me, because I think that there there's so many other circumstances that have caused the way we are. His inexperience is what cost him, in my opinion, and and that's ultimately what many people will say why he needs to lose a job. But tonight, I think you saw what. 12, 13 lads actually working as hard as they possibly could for him. So that was a big surprise for me. And all eyes now go towards Southampton. If we do that against Southampton, we'll beat Southampton. Uh, yeah, Rob, I mean, we were speaking yesterday on, on Subs Weekly with Alan and, and you said that you know, it's never been a case of these players not playing hard for, for Frank Lampard. It feels like they have been. It's it's very much like what was going on towards the end of Marco Silva. It, it felt like these these players like this fella and want to do well for this fella, but it's just not there and it's, and it's just not happening. And I think that, that kind of summed it up tonight, didn't it, really? Uh, yeah, I think that's probably a, a fair assessment. Um, I sometimes wonder what it's like to, you know, like whatever the Blue Room equivalent is for City, you know, like... You think that over the years they've gotten kind of uh, exacerbated, but you know, or, or I'm sorry, they've gotten exasperated by like I don't know how many different ways that we can talk about winning. You know, like we just win in the way that I have a bowel movement every day, and so it just you know I'm kind of bored with this. And so on the other end of the spectrum, down towards hellish misery is us, and I don't know that I can come up with more ways to talk about losing uh this much um and and do so in a way that is as insightful as anything that that Lyndon and David just said I mean I think I think Lyndon is Lyndon I think you were you you were you're you're trying to squint and find something out you know out of this game Dave I think you are too <laughs> and yeah. I applaud you guys for that um I you know Hey, if you guys want silver linings, we've got some. Okay, uh, focus on the league. Even though we don't want to talk like that, it maybe is a good thing. And uh, 
you know, we we played well at portions, you know, during portions of the game. But when you haven't won a game since October, it's much more difficult to um, to hear anyone say, well, I know we lost, but if you'd seen the game and then blank, right? Like, you know, like explaining away the losing or contextualizing it um, matters less and less as you lose for longer and longer periods of time. And I, I mean, it, it comes down to, I, I just keep thinking about these last few weeks and how just bizarre, like not even bizarre, but just kind of, uh, kind of reminding me that this is a team of flickers. And what I mean by that is that uh, there are teams who flash, uh, you know, skill efforts, you know, like like Crystal Palace earlier this season where you have a game that's like, well, where did this come from? Um, Everton don't even do that often enough for us to say that they're a team that flashes this brilliance. And you think, you know, you think that there might be something there, but they just don't, they're just not consistent enough. They're less than that. They they flicker. They had a they had a few moments like that goal we we scored that was ruled offside tonight um, was the first time I found myself saying get the fuck in in I don't know how long. Like that's how that's how I was like that that was a beautiful goal with lots of like you know flick pass behind my back and great running you know, and finishing off all of- at the same time. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, like completing more than three passes in a row. I, I felt like I was drunk. I mean, it was, and and uh, even with DCL finishing off the chest, the whole sequence was so great. Um, even more mystifying that Decore was part of that. And, and, and of course it was offside. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it's just Everton have just flickered these little moments. Some of them go their way, but you know, it, then they the one time they have it in the you know for the first time in forever it's it's an offside goal um you know everyone is lauding the result against city which look you know hey getting a point at city is great but let's also be clear that we had one shot on goal in that game and it had to be a wonder goal to score and give us a draw in that game um we get absolutely trucked by brighton at home um we lost this game by two goals and the you know uh we had Connor Cody with a brace tonight and you know he's um even his goal it's not really he he's Johnny on the spot and you need guys like that but even his goal was because uh De Gea had an absolute blooper reel uh for that for that that equalizer like it's just it's just there's so little to cling on to and if you're looking at tonight and saying well they're playing still playing really hard for Everton or for Frank Lampard rather um hey i love that we always talk i mean we always say that hey that's the minimum if they'll work hard we can forgive almost anything else well i think we've proven this season that working hard and losing a whole bunch of games doesn't really make anyone feel much better or feel better about the losing right so the bottom line matt as we discussed uh, i think it was yesterday or the day before I've, I've already lost track of time uh is that that regardless kind of like with silva regardless of how hard the manager's working how much he's getting them to play um how meticulous the preparation may or not may not be the end result just isn't there and i have said several times that i think uh a large percentage if not the majority of that is on the players Uh, i think that meaning that this squad doesn't have enough talent to play a cohesive system that works now i also don't have evidence that lampard has one of those systems um he has you know he gets goes to five at the back and tonight's ever everyone's like why hasn't he been playing that all season but i also 
also remember we were waiting earlier in the season for him to go four three three because we were tired of five at the bat. Like we, you know, the bottom line is is that none of these ideal formations, and God knows he's tweaked he's tweaked uh, quite a bit lately. Like none of it's working. The players aren't good enough, and his ideas aren't good enough to overcome this chasm of talent. The only question now is, will the next manager? Be able to squeeze just enough, kind of, and you know, tell me if it sounds familiar. Squeeze just enough out of this cast to get us over the finish line and survive the league. That's kind. Of, we're we're just right back there again. And so, if we can't do any meaningful recruitment in January, and the signs are pretty ominous so far, uh, with Alex Awobi hurt, um, everyone should be scared. Uh, regardless of of if you've been underwhelmed by Awobi lately you should be scared right now because that injury looms very large uh, over Everton's survival now. Yeah, that is a, a huge blow. And obviously, hope it's not as bad as it, it looked in real time because it did look absolutely awful. But you know, the, the one player I wanted to speak about, Lynn, because I'm sure everyone's interested to talk about Frank Lampard and what you think is going to happen next. But, you know, the Gray was, was excellent. As, as, you know, you think you've all alluded to there. You think he's been playing pretty well since we came back from, from the World Cup. But, with a Wobie potentially being out for a while, how important was it that after Lyda Corey came on today and seemed to remember that he was an actual footballer again? Because I think when he when he came on, it was one of them where you're like, oh God, you know, this fella again. Because whenever he's made his cameos in recent weeks, it's, you know, it, it's not been great to say the least, but it was just sort of like one of them. Like, oh yeah, there he is. I, I remember you. You used to be actually quite a, a handy Footballer actually scored a really good goal at Old Trafford a few years ago, and, and ARR doing it again. And he, he got a booking for, for a very soft tackle, which maybe you know hindered him a, a little bit. But if he's going to be playing in central midfield in a five-three-two or four-three-three or whatever with Wobie out injured, um, I just think it was dead important for him to get those minutes on the pitch, and not only get those minutes on the pitch, but get them playing well and being progressive and, and helping Everton push for an equaliser at the end there. Yeah, it was really important because, you know, I mean, most players need a run in the side and minutes to to, to sort of get into a groove. Um, and it's, you know, it's not, it wasn't that long ago that Abdul Dukure was our most important player. You know, when, when he went out injured, we thought the, the ceiling was going to fall in. So, well, that, you know, that the fact started that his... last season, wasn't it? Like that, that's when the decline started last season, wasn't it, when he got injured? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's been it's been quite funny to, to to sort of see him fall so far off a cliff that, you know, we, I think he was being prepared to be, you know, shipped off to wherever the, the, the middle East or whatever this month for, you know, for a, for a nominal fee. And now it looks like he could be a very important player for us. I mean, he's, he's never going to replace someone like Alex Awobi either in terms of his engine or his creativity. But, you know, as I think as he showed tonight, he can be an important part of, um, a team that's going to have to bring every last drop of creativity and effort and an organization out of itself if we're going to survive. Um, and I think you know, going back to what uh, Rob was saying about us sort of clutching at straws and trying to find the positives from tonight, I think you have to do that if you believe we're going to stay up this season. How is it going to be done? It's going to be done by drawing on more of what we saw this evening from the likes of Decore and Gray, um, you know, and, and, and sort of at, at times um, Connor Cody, um, I think, I think Seamus Coleman coming back into the side 
was something I would have called for regardless of, of whether Nathan Patterson got injured because I think Patterson's been struggling of late. Uh, and again, Coleman's sort of coming in cold uh, and he too will need some time to sort of get back into the, to the speed of things, particularly at his age. Um, so we're, we're, we're thin in a, in a lot of areas and we're going to have to, as I say, draw on, on everything we can. Um, th- nothing's changed really in the fact that the recruitment whatever we can do this month is going to be huge. It was always going to be huge, but now we have to add, um, we have to add goals and we have to add creativity as a, as a must now um, with the way, with the will be out. But yeah, having, uh, having a, an informed decore actually, you know, operating in that box to box role that I think we thought Onana might be able to fulfill, but now I think we know where Onana's best position right now is. And that's how he played tonight. Cause I thought again, he was exceptional. Um, and and more of that, please. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought he was brilliant as well. Maybe maybe his best game he's had for us. But um, just be interested to get your thoughts on the core as well, Dave. And, and potentially, do you look at this system and this setup and think it, it's got to be the way forward for us now? Because I, you know, I just, just put that on Twitter and I had a few people say to me, "Well, you can't play like that against every team." You know, you, you'll you'll get teams coming and playing against Everton that you'll need to open up against. But I'm sort of the view now that. Probably in the Premier League, there are sixteen or seventeen teams better than Everton at the moment. And if, if you know, if, if we're going to play defensive um, against teams that are that are better than us, then we're going to probably be doing it most weeks. So it it, it just feels like a, a more natural fit for the defenders for me. I think it allows you to get Ben Godfrey into the team. It allows you to get two players up front, and it would be brutally honest, the wingers have just just not cut it as well. So it it just feels like the the right way forward for us at the moment. Yeah, I agree because um, if anyone. Is turning up at our matches, season ticket holders, whatever, whoever turns up, Everton fans, um, you you can't turn up expecting to enjoy the way in which we play. I think everybody needs to get that on their mind immediately before they turn up. Um, it, it's it's the it's a case of necessity and what we need to do rather than what we're we want to see and you know the nicer things. <coughs> Excuse me, the, the the stuff that is okay and nice to watch is what. Basically, Damari Gray's done for the last couple of games, and um, I, I still don't think he's the type of player that he's reliable upon in that sort of thing. We saw Anthony Gordon come on as well. Um, he's going to be, people like it or not, he's going to be heavily relied upon the end of this season. But just on your question about the court, I actually, I actually probably disagree with the three of you um, because I, I think there was a there was a little bit of a cameo performance from today, but. I, I just think at times when you watch him, the way in which his body language is, I, I think it looks obvious to me that he doesn't want to be at the football club and I think he goes through the motions when he's there. Look, I thought at times when we we thought we'd scored the second goal, he was pivoting how he did that when Awobi went off. He came on and by and large, I think he was generally fine. But I, if if we're going through the rest of this season or the, the majority, I don't know, 80, 90% of the the second half of the season to go with no Awobi and you've got Decore who's replacing him. I don't think Everton are going to be staying in the Premier League. Rob? Yeah, I I, I hear Dave on Decore. I think we are constantly as a can club. You trust, I don't even trust him, Rob. Oh, no, 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 no. I hear you on that. I, I think what I was just thinking about was that um, we are constantly as a squad um, put in these kind of 
increasingly compromising positions. And it's almost like it's been an evolution over the last few seasons that's kind of continuously pushed us into yeah. where we are right now. So like we've had times where we have had too many center halves, too few center halves, too many midfielders too few um wingers that that couldn't score or strikers that couldn't score but wingers who could like we 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 have these problems that just seem to to ebb and flow to the point where you don't have a particular position throughout through in the midst of these last few years that you can say yeah but you know that part of the 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 pitch is is pretty set um the closest thing we've had to that this season outside of jordan pickford which is kind of almost too obvious has been Alex Awobi. And that's, what's so cruel about this. And then to compound that, and this gets to Decore, um, you know, I thought he looked good today uh, when he came on overall, he contributed, he, he made some things happen. I don't know if that means anything. That's one half in a game we lost by two goals. Like what matters more now and what frankly now matters, whether we like it or not, is that Decore is now set to play quite a few minutes. I don't see James Garner coming back anytime soon. I don't know that you can rely on heavy minutes from, from Tom Davis in, in search of creativity or goals or what have you. And so, uh, you know, come on down, <laughs> Abdullah Decore, right? And what makes it doubly cruel is that we're, we're thinner in midfield. We're playing a guy that I think we were looking to sell this month. And so what's cruel is that if we've been offered any kind of fee for Decore, we that would be like a huge bonus for us. Now we're in a position where I don't think we can actually let him go. And so it feels like a double whammy. We're in that weird position of like, I wish we could sell Decore, but we can't sell him uh, because if we lose him, then we're, we're screwing ourselves even more for relegation. So like we're always confronted as a squad seemingly always with these just series of bad choices to make. And and that's kind of cropped up once again tonight. Um, yeah, we'll we'll finish off by speaking about the manager. Um, I had a few messages of people just wanted to be recording this saying um, Lampard looks like he knows he's gone there. You know, I don't know if any of you guys have seen what happened at the end in regards to him going over to the fans and how he was and what what he said afterwards or not. But but a few I, I put it on Twitter, sort of saying what what. What, is that true? What does it mean? And people sort of said it, you know, different reactions. So maybe not want to read too much into his body language and, and what he said. But uh, Lyndon, go, go feel me. What, what do you think happens now? Is, is he going to be in the dugout for that, for that Southampton game? Or do you think the club will act over the weekend? <laughs> I mean, you can only go off past um, past actions, right? And then that, well, what, what, what would have you to think. Me? What's that? What would you do? Oh God! What would I do? I, I'm, I can't get the Brighton performance out of my head. Um, that was you know, obviously my previous trip to Goodison was the the win over Palace, and that could not have been a starker contrast um, to what you know what we witnessed on Tuesday night. Um, I mean, I just saw a team that that has no idea how to get the ball past the halfway line on a consistent basis to create chances. Um, it was it was humiliating. I had my um, my sixteen year old daughter, who's never been to a game before in in, in her life, saying just like well, like she was just saying, "Oh my god, oh my god, wait no." And I just it, yeah. So that's the part that concerns me. Is it yes? Okay, fine. We can set ourselves up away from home against good sides with a with you know with a five three two formation and grind out a draw here or there or a scrappy defeat. Um, it, it's the matches that we have to win at home. 
uh, where teams have clearly got our number. Um, that that's the part that concerns me about Lampard. Does he have the chops and the experience to get us out of this mess? And obviously, with no um, with no prior experience of it, you, you, you can't answer that question. Um, and the evidence to this point, with only three wins all season, is no. Uh, is is he going to be in the dugout against Southampton? Probably yes, because as I say, we've seen inactivity and hesitation from the board. It's there's no, there's no sense from anywhere that they have a replacement lined up. Um, if they had a viable uh, replacement that we could all get behind um, and sort of recreate some of that that um, you know that support and enthusiasm that we had when Lampard himself came in a year ago, then I think that is the foundation the foundation and that 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 helps us get out of it. Um, right now, I think asking the fans to recreate what we did last season in getting us out of this mess, I don't think, I don't even, no, I don't even know where that energy and enthusiasm comes from. I think the the, the fan base has been bled dry um, of that, and the only thing that we'd rekindle it is a managerial appointment that they, they get that they can get behind and trust to get us out of this. Um, so will will they sack him this you know after this? Probably not. Should they? Probably, but it's all dependent on who comes in and replaces him, and that's a whole other argument. Uh, Dave, same same question to you, really, mate. Like you said, you spoke about it a lot in the week, and I suppose it's a difficult one. Isn't it? If, if if the board have put everything on on this game and said, right, if we if we get beat and play badly, we'll uh, we'll sack him. If we, if we do all right and get a replay or go through, we'll. Uh, We'll keep him. What do you do when the team play relatively well and you still go out? It's sort of, it's sort of one of them. And for a club that seems to make <coughs> decisions on a whim and on a short term basis, I imagine that they're probably just scratching their heads, going, uh, "Well, what do we do now then?" Well, the fact that tonight the the, the decent effort, the decent performance, the the reason we probably should have deserved the draw from that game, um, that doesn't take away the fact that. Should it be that hard for Everton to be able to put out a performance like that? And the answer is no, it shouldn't. Um, to, to put in an effort like we did tonight, that that's all I would call it, is an effort. It was players fighting for each other, fighting for the shared, the traditional sort of stereotypical things that we say a lot about good Everton sides down the year is sort of that we're not giving in attitude. That should be bread and butter, and it hasn't been under Frank Lampard, so... Um, you know, taking taking in some sort of context of how we played, Everton playing like that tonight has surprised me. Um, in as much that it was it was decent, there was effort, um, and there were chances created. That that was probably played probably the best way we could get a result at Old Trafford tonight, despite the fact that we still lost. And there is a credit that goes to Lampard for that, but you can't excuse everything else that we've done, including. I mean, I, I thought Brighton was down there with when when we lost five two against Liverpool in in Silver's final game. Um, Cumin, it was it against the, the various ones. I remember we did that podcast. I will never forget it. Me, you, and Mark Mosey talking about us getting beat one 0 by Burnley that year in twenty seventeen. Matt, that to me felt like that that stage for me. That that final bit of rope that the uh, Lampard had. Was 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 simply went away, and I, and I thought that was it. I thought he might well have been sacked by now too. In fact, I'm quite surprised he wasn't because it would have given us ample time to um, appoint somebody else. 
But then again, I mean, given everything that everybody's been speaking about with letters and whatnot that we've signed and about the uh, about the board, can you rely upon them to get a new manager in within, what, less than 10 days to play a crucial six-pointer in the relegation zone against Southampton? Um, that's, that's the pickle that gets me. Um, but overall, in answer to what I think should happen, I, I, I don't think Lampard's good enough to keep us up in the Premier League. I think the the thing what happened against uh, Palace last season and we did stay up, um, and I think a lot of that was down to fans, like many of us have said in the past, that all the, all the reaction there was when we went to Goodison that night that got these players over the line. I, I don't know how much of that you're pointing towards. Frank Lampard, everyone will have a different opinion about that. But you're in that position less than about pretty much halfway through a season and you're in the bottom three. I, I don't think it, it, that he's capable to do what we did last season. In many ways, you'd, you'd rather have less games to try and save yourself like we did last year than have what, half a season to try and put yourself right because there's that much work to do in a January window where we still need to sign players. We've had one of our best ones there probably put out for the rest of the season in a Wobie. As much as we banged on about Decore and who else can go in there, James Garner when he gets fit, it is crucial for us to go out and get a central midfield player, someone who can fill in for a Wobie in any sort of similar way they can, because I don't think we have enough we have enough players, we have enough time to be able to get a James Garner in there and say, right, you're going to do what a Wobie did for us. This is a, such a huge miss. Probably up there with the headlines or the headline of tonight's game is him being out for so long. Um, I, would, I would get rid of Lampard. I would have done it before tonight, uh, probably straight after Brighton, to be fair. Now the predicament is getting rid of him. We've got, what, eight days before we play a six-point game against Southampton. The question now becomes, I think, Matt, do you, you can quite clearly say you want to get rid of him, but is getting rid of him and getting a new manager in, sorting out a new system and him meeting the players that we've got, ample time for us to be able to put a squad together and go and beat Southampton? Or do you look at Lampard and think, you know what, he's got to, he's got to steer out of them against United. Surely that means you, you'll at least let him go to Southampton, see if we can repeat that at home and take the three points. It's a really, really big predicament that a gang of clowns that we've banged on about for the last few weeks have got to make that decision. So um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not backing out by any, any sense of the imagination. But I, um, I'm, I'm really smack in the middle of all this. Whether you get rid of him before Southampton or let him play it out, I mean, I don't know what you guys think. You think I think we all agree he probably needs to go, but when? Is the crucial part of this question, isn't it? Mm, Dave Downey with splinters right in his arse there. Sat on <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's never happened to me, Matt, as you know. Uh, Rob, I mean, Rob, our, our friend Mark Moody just texted me during this saying, um, did that cross the sacking threshold? And I suppose if you're looking at it like that, you know, if if Brighton didn't tip him over the edge, then, then maybe tonight necessarily isn't going to. It, it'd feel weird to sack him after... Tonight and not after Brighton won there. No, I don't. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of an. You're doing or, the same, bro. You're doing the same. So only um, Linda's committed to an actual answer here. Come on. <laughs> what about <laughs> no, 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 no? I'm not doing the same. I was going to say that yes, he should have been sacked after Brighton. Um, that was the moment um, that he's somehow gotten this extra game. I, I think if it was a league game and not an FA Cup game, maybe. 
maybe there maybe he's already gone but he was already a dead man walking after that that was the the quote catastrophic moment and you know tonight again no one's going to remember anything but a 3-1 loss in a third round knockout of the FA Cup no one's going to think back on this and go yeah but remember that game a few years ago we we played better than the scoreline made it look like. Like, I I just think it's all a little too late, too little, too late. I'm with Dave. Um, Lampard's got to go. But I, I think that it's okay to have some very nuanced feelings about this, which is mm. that um, Frank Lampard was done dirty by the people that he works for to some degree in terms of, or to a large degree, really, um, with – and I'm trying to be consistent, Matt, because you and I have been talking about it since the summer. I said, when a lot of people were high-fiving about that window, I said, we, and I'm not, and I'm not alone, but I, but, but a lot of people kind of were like, yeah, but we did all these other things. So it's okay that we didn't sign any goal scoring, you know, goals to essentially replace uh, what we were losing scoring wise with Richarlison. I mean, they 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 basically you know treated Frank like a dog where they poured a glass of water on him threw him out the house in the middle of the winter and said hey good luck and you know I I think the thing I think two things at the same time one I don't think that Frank Lampard is a talented talented enough manager um Maybe it's because he's, you know, it could be for a variety of reasons. Some guys have it, some don't, you know. Um, he played for a, a front runner. He's been a front runner, you know, for most of his career. And it's it's maybe it's hard to do that. But I think he has adapted and, you know, and adopted the club and the fan base and done all the right things in terms of what he says to the media. And he gets the players to play hard, which which is makes it more tragic that he's just not a better manager. And so I'm of the opinion that he was uh, not done right by what he was provided with. He got one window um, and, you know, may not make it here out of January. I don't think he does. In fact, I don't think he's in the the dugout for Southampton. And, um, you know, it's, it's a real conflicting thing because I like, I found myself liking Frank Lampard and rooting for him. I wanted him to be good, not just because of Everton, but because he was a much more likable manager than some that we've had in this, you know, unending run. But the bottom line is that this is ultimately a results-based business. And in the same manner that uh, it's not ideal to lose your best outfield player this season in a Wobie um, in a game like this, um, it's not also ideal or fair that we have to consider sacking a manager uh, a week from, you know, a six, you know, eight days from a six pointer game. That's going to be incredibly important and, and none of it's ideal, but they're going to have to try to find someone who can new manager bounce this thing into some level of safety. And you get the sense that we're really not going to know we're safe until probably, you know, safe uh, or not uh, until, so we get much, much closer to the end of the season. That's where we're at. Frank Lampard's got to go. It's probably someone like Dyche, which is sad, but if, you know, needs must, whatever. Um, this is where we see the, the real NSNO, NSNO, guys, NSNO. <laughs> no, I, I just want to make a good point there on what you mentioned there, Robin, in terms of getting rid of him. Surely, surely the, the time is the thing that's more important than agreeing that he actually has to go. Because if you look at the next two weeks, 
these are two six point huge t- six point games. Yeah, eight days away. Mm-hmm. We've got Southampton at home, and then a week after that, we've got West Ham away. The, the, these are the teams we are fighting relegation against. Yeah, and can somebody honestly, and this, this goes out to our listeners as well, at what point does getting rid of Lampard make sensible sense of having a manager with enough time to sort this team out for those two crucial games? So I'm essentially asking. Do it tonight. <laughs> three, three, three days ago. <laughs> yeah, do, or do it tonight. Well, you well, that's, it. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. You would Just have do to do it tonight. Matt, you mentioned this weekend. You have to do it then. And even then, you have to have that new manager set up already. So the gang of clowns that are going to make that answer need to do that tonight, tomorrow and Sunday. Get the new gaffer in for Monday to train up the team in a completely different way to the one that had a half-decent effort against United tonight. That is the reason why you were saying that I had the splinter up my arse, Matt. That's exactly why I'm saying it, though. Because there, there, there isn't an immediate solution where I think, yet yeah, this will work this way. So that does draw you back to thinking, well, hang on, Lampard did get a tick out of these guys. Do you leave him in for this? And then whilst we're doing that, going towards Southampton... The board, whoever, Machiri, whichever gang of Muppets it is, who's making the decision whether he stays or goes, can then do the business of getting a new gaffer in. We play Southampton, hopefully get three points out of it. Even then, you're then saying, well, hang on, he's just won against Southampton. Does that mean we have to keep Lampard? We really have to sack him now. What, which, which way does this go? I'm, I'm going nuts thinking about this. What would any of you guys do? If you're saying he needs to go, when does he go for you for Everton have to have enough time to sort out two big games coming up? He goes tonight, and Lyndon, to your point about how he should have gone a few days ago, I think they probably decided a few days ago. Why they didn't just ask him then, I don't know. I mean, I, who knows? But the most the only look, if Moyes was available, they'd get him. If we hadn't already hired Allardyce, we'd probably get him. And so then enter Sean Dice, <laughs> who can come in with his back five, um, and you know, and his back whatever 10. his football is. But yeah, but you know what though? Uh, we don't <coughs> have the luxury right now of we don't have the. I mean, I don't like Sean Dyche. I don't really. I mean, he's got some good taste in music, but I don't. I don't. I think the way he plays <laughs> sets up a, a team to play football is caveman stuff. And I'm I'm told by there are smart people who think I'm crazy and that Sean Dyche is actually this unrealized genius. But you know, we gave a lot of people rolled their eyes at Roberto Martinez uh, for being relegated with Wigan. So I don't know why I can't be you know rolling my eyes at Sean Dyche who yeah. got sacked before he got his team got relegated. So. So yep. look, bottom line is, is like, we'll have time to quibble about whatever, uh, you know, zombie man, you know, retread manager, this thing brings in here pretty soon. Um, but, um, I'd love it. And by the way, if, if, uh, you know, I, I look at what ha- is happening with Marco Silva at Fulham. And I just want to once again, say that, that, uh, you know, the problem is us guys. It's not, when I say us, I mean the fans, but I mean, it's, it's Everton. It's not, you know, I, I don't think that, that, Frank Lampard's as good a manager tactically as Silva, but you know, would it shock me if he went somewhere else uh, and and succeeded wildly just because that's what happens to us? No, nothing would shock me. But he's got to go. They've got to figure out someone, I guess. Uh, if you're now, if you don't do it now, Dave, to your point, 
then you almost have to stick with him for the next two games. Like what, what would be the point of, you know, letting him have Southampton yeah. and then sacking him before West? Like it, it, yeah. it, it's got to either be now or after exactly. those two games. Well, that's it. Exactly. But I just want to just you double, double back on what I said there. I'm not saying I want him to stay. I'm saying I know Everton have to think really, really carefully, which they won't, about what point you do all of these things. I mean, Matt, Matt you're telling me I'm, I'm, I've bottled it all day. You haven't answered me yet. Would you bin him now? Uh, no, probably not. Because I think what, what I said was that if they had any inclination of sacking him before that six-week break, they should have done it then. And if they didn't, they should have... They've got to stick with him, I think, because we we I don't think we can have a situation again where we get to Southampton, West Ham, whatever. We make a decision around then, and then you've got the January transfer window as well to factor into all this. We've got, you know, will we have a player in by then? And if that players come in, will the new manager like them? And you know, it, I think it's 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 all wild and, uh, and crazy. But that's why is, we're going. That's why I think we're going down. I think we're going down. Um, Lyndon, you've been sat patiently listening to all that, mate, la- laughing, uh, shaking your head. I mean, final <laughs> words to you on the, the whole thing, mate. I mean, what, what what do you want to pick out from that? I just, my final word is I just don't know. And I'm glad I don't have to make the decision. Um, you know, I have I have enormous sympathy for uh, with Lampard because a lot of the problems sometimes are just individual errors and you just can't legislate for that. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the buck stops with him. Um, if they if they have if they've made a decision, just get it done quickly. You know, rip off the bandaid, get someone else in. If they haven't, then I don't know. God help us. You know, let's see what happens over the next two weeks. But I I my I don't have enough faith that Lampard will be able to pull it off. Um, and so for that from from that perspective, I hope they've they have made a decision. They have someone lined up, and it all works out. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like after Tuesday night, I would have said sack him because the new manager's got ten days then to work for the next Premier League game. But now we haven't we yeah. haven't got that, and we've got another three days going to the January transfer window. What is it? January the sixth now. You know, it'll be midway through the month by the time we play our next Premier League game. You know, it's it's ticking away, but um, it just feels like yeah, difficult one. But next week is a huge, huge game, and um, at least we get the weekend off anyway. Lads, don't have to worry about Everton. Um, can watch some other other sports maybe. Um, and yeah, we'll get a nice break at the end of January as well when the fourth round's on. So there's a wonderful time of year for any other sport though. There's always a, there's always a bit of cricket going on, isn't there? In Australia, Australia NFL, NFL on Sunday, Rob. Yeah, well. week, week yeah. eighteen. You know, I'll be watching week eighteen. So hey, we had, we had um, the old firm derby last weekend. That was really good to watch. Oh yeah, I watched the second half of that. That was pretty good. Really good to watch, yeah. Again for That's a weeks. bucket list, by the way. I want to go to that game sometime. Oh, same, absolutely. Matt, how good was it when we went to the uh, the Ember Derby? How good was that? It was boss, yeah. Maybe Ange Postacoglu. He could be a shell. He's up there. If you look on the um, on the betting list, he's yeah. up there. Let, let, let's not go down that rabbit hole now. Uh, wait, 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 if, if anyone knows. Hey, if anyone knows how I can watch some good football, please e- uh, email me uh, or you know message me on Twitter. Okay, thank you. There we go. Uh, send all <laughs> send all correspondence to Rob Vera on Twitter. Um, cheers to Rob, Dave, and Lyndon. That has been your instant reaction. Defeat for Everton. A uh, few positive signs, few things to clutch at, as Rob said. But we are out the cup. 
and who knows what the next few days will bring uh, in the circus that is this football club. Cheers for listening. Sweet to see you. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.